Love burgers and pizza Wanna see me eat some Can't get enough of that meat yum Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib I need tacos with a nasty dip Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread Only one time was in pita Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate My name is Peter Taggart And I'm Rebecca Shaw Beck, guess where we are? My God, where? We're back in Brisbane. Oh my God! Well, You've never left. I've never left <laughs> ever. Why ever. Would, and why would you? No, it's. I tell you what, I've had some great fun. Oh, really? Already? Here. I can't believe they didn't stop you at the airport. I know. You are back here for a reason. Yes. What is that reason? Uh, just the Brisbane Writers Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Heard of it. It's yeah. doing a couple of panels tomorrow. No big deal. And what have you been doing with your day? Because I saw you uh, last night. Mm. Um, we had a burger. Had a beverage. Yep. You took a photo of me and put it on your on your Instagram. <laughs> and I do have to say, I've I've got a bit of a beef because it's got less followers. I think. Let me just check. Less likes. Less li- less likes. Oh God, I then know the what? terminology. Then any I think it's just other like, photo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, excuse me. You took a photo of just like. A really shit photo of a street <laughs> sign with a rainbow on it, like a bar sign with a rainbow yeah. on it, and it's got almost as many likes <laughs> as the photo of my face. Well, people don't want to be homophobic <laughs> in these days, so they like anything that I put up that's mildly gay. So really, yours should have far it more. It should have a lot. It's a good photo. <laughs> it is a good photo. <sighs> No one really gets, like, you don't get numbers like dogs and cats get. Humans don't get those sort of numbers. Oh, you should have told me in advance. What, and you saw Tippy today? I just saw yes. on your Insta. Just saw her reunion. Tippy's your cat. Yes, that I abandoned. That you in abandoned. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, she's good. We have did she recognise you? I think she did. We came in and she sort of ran up to me and put and we had big cuddles for mm. a long time. And then she was sort of like, okay. And she was angry at you. <laughs> she was she like, was oh like, yeah, I remember yeah. what you did to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was nice, but also sad. Uh, I saw It today. What's It? Uh, Peter Dutton. He was just on the street outside. Uh, it was terrifying, I've got to say. Imagine Peter Dutton coming out of the sewer, like his head. He's... To deport you. <laughs> the balloons indicate the shape of his head. You'll float too. He's turning boats around. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. We've done it. Um no, it was terrible. It was really bad. I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews. Well, here's a not mixed review. It's <laughs> shite. And, you know, it did remind me of I have a terrible uh, lifelong fear of bad child actors, <laughs> of which this movie is filled. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What are the Stranger Things kids? Aren't terrible. They He's oh. terrible. He's not even good He's in Stranger Things. He's not good Things. Stranger Things. He's yeah, that's true. He's no 11. But that's a shame that the scary clown movie is not. Is it scary? Um, no, because oh. I'm an adult, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> My mum is somehow convinced that I have a huge clown phobia and I just do not. But every so often she'll, like, tag me in a scary clown thing on but Facebook. Wh- why and would I'm you like, think you do? I don't know. I don't know where this came from. Like, maybe she's like, I don't have never liked clowns because they're shit. <laughs> I imagine her, like, as a, as you were growing up, trying to instill a clown phobia, <laughs> yeah. like, jumping out of cupboards. <laughs> Beck, I know we covered off on uh, same-sex marriage a fair bit last episode. And mm. I really, 
I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. But there has been some uh, late breaking news in the last week or so yeah. um, that we should probably we're breaking on this podcast. Mention, yeah, we're breaking the news <laughs> on this podcast. Um, and it's that the High Court uh, decided that the postal survey can proceed, mm-hmm. which is very good news. It's very good. Uh, two more months of this, so uh, yep. that's tremendous, isn't it? I think we can take a break, maybe next episode, but. I want you to tell me, where were you when that High Court ruling broke, Rebecca Shaw? <laughs> what were you doing? It's not fucking OJ. Um, I was looking at social media to see what the High Court announcement would and be. <laughs> you were watching Stepmom. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so, pause Stepmom at 2.15 when it, the new, only the news was breaking. So when they do like a This Day in History <clears throat> oh, yeah. style SBS documentary in like 30 years, you'll be like, I, was, I remember I was watching... Uh, <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> it was very appropriate, you know. Well, why? A movie about families and real marriages. Mm, and two mums. And two mums. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for you, Lyle? Yeah. Oh, I'm just so, I'm so sick of it. Speaking after, immediately after mm-hmm. the decision was handed down, uh, Lyle yep. Shelton did that uh, tweet that was very well received. <laughs> I think as, I, I should check what it is actually now, but last time I checked, uh, there were 83 retweets and over 1,200 replies, <laughs> which is what That's we call, a- we call the ga- the Caleb Bond ratio, <laughs> that, that golden ratio that you're looking for. <laughs> uh, he's just a spiteful little piece of shit. What did he say? What was the wording? It was like, uh, it's, it's, it's a referendum, on. he said. Yeah. It's still on a referendum, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a literal word that means something, Lyle. Yeah. On uh, uh, safe schools and uh, gender uh, radicalisation, etc., radical, etc. Um, well, I'm doing, I got called an hour ago oh, did while you? I was in the movie, I got called from the equality ah. campaign to come and do some phone banking and some oh, door, door knocking. They said they were calling you to they do some, not, for, not to get you to and vote. I was like, how dare <laughs> you call me when I'm seeing an, an important movie? <laughs> well, look, it's a great idea to get out and do that, especially for straight people. Cause yeah. Stop saying that you're an ally and then do nothing. Yes, just make some calls. They're doing phone banks everywhere. Go to the Yes website. A lot of my friends today are in Sydney doing it. Um, I mean, I'm already doing my bit. Like, I'm doing a thread of gay YouTube clips on Twitter. That's enough. (laughs) No, but honestly, like, it is... It's one of those... saying it is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, but it's one of those situations where, you know, the LGBTQ community... Like, I would understand people who don't want to spend the rest of their free time also calling people directly to encourage. Like, you know, we're, we're overloaded. Well, so, I can understand the door, not wanting to do door knocking particularly. I mean... Yeah, but the callings, it's people that are... um, The calling is actually people who they know are not no voters. Mm. They're people who are likely to vote yes. They just need some encouragement. They're not looking up Fred Niles' name on the yeah. list and be like, let's call him. So apparently, like, everything I've heard, it's, like, very easy, nice chats with people. Like, it's not – it's basically just being, like, these people will vote yes. They need, like, an extra push to return mm. the ballot. That's all it is. Okay. And so, like, it's a really good idea. And lots of my straight friends are out today doing it, which was nice. Good on them. Giving yeah. up their Saturdays would usually be at Bunnings or Ikea, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. The stereotype. Um, <laughs> straight people. Yeah. Bunnings. Yeah. They yeah. love it. They love it. They do love it. We should get this fern, Diane. What do you reckon? <laughs> Oh, look at this barbecue. 
Mm, that was my impression. Of a straight yeah. person. Is it good? Um, since the last podcast as well, there was that uh, coalition for marriage ad that hadn't come out. All right, oh, what a um, which time was flies. Good. Uh, so it was particularly mothers sort of ignoring, you know, the fact about gay marriage and turning it yeah. on to a campaign about or, or against safe schools, rather. Yeah, um, that's just how do they get justify away with it? <laughs> like. It's so disingenuous and, like, they know what they're doing. They don't have an argument for, mm. against same-sex marriage. Like, they just don't. And that's the thing. I think if there – and I think there probably will be some kind of debates in the future. God, it's going to be such a shit show. But if they're running that argument in the debate, yeah. the moderator should be like, actually, no, yeah. stick to the point. Yes. Play, play the ball, not the – Oh, God. I'm doing it. Stop sport. doing a sports <laughs> analogy. Play the ball, not the man. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like um, if you have no argument and you have to go to this other thing that's unrelated, then you don't deserve to be in the debate. Like, get fucked. The only argument is um, I find gay people disgusting and yeah, like that's a valid <laughs> argument in my opinion. Because <laughs> so do I. <laughs> it would be more honest at least if they're like, like Rick Morton's essay that he wrote – in the Australian, which is basically like it comes down to them being grossed out by gay people. Mm. And if you just, if Tony Abbott said, I don't want people to get married because I'm grossed out by the thought of it, like that's more honest than all this other bullshit. Did you see their replies to Rick Morton though? One of them was like, oh, like they're, all, they're so blatant. Like they're just like, uh, you know, making the point for oh, him. Yeah. They were like, like, he says that, oh, people are just grossed out by it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's very normal for a man to <laughs> stick his dick up someone. <laughs> Ass where poo comes out. And it's like, well, how much have you been thinking about this? Like, they're just, oh, God. Uh, anyway, it's we've, we've gotten times. off the point, but have you heard? Um, did you hear Andrew Bolt? Uh, he did a segment on that uh, Coalition for Marriage Age de- defending all the, the points that he made. They're like, actually, they were all correct, you know, mm-hmm. knowing his Turak housewife voice that he has. <laughs> um, actually, none of the claims were incorrect. Mm-hmm. And um, he. He also mentioned the project, who did like a kind of parody, or as Andrew would say... In a spoof it made of the whole ad. They did a spoof I saw this. Oh, no. Uh, It was a big, dirty, white spoof all over the sheets. Somebody came back. Somebody came back and said to me, no, that is the correct pronunciation. I do not believe this. I don't think so. Unless it's Rolly Sussex from the ABC, you know, that, that the linguist no. man who oh, comes right. on and does segments. Unless it's Rolly, <laughs> I'm not believing you. It's not pronounced spoof. Well, no. And this is why the word parody was invented. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, no one has to parody. go near it. There's <laughs> no confusion then. Um, I was a bit surprised as well after that Coalition for Marriage ad um, that they – decided to do a response ad to it, the marriage equality people. Oh, yeah. And because a lot of people have been questioning that approach and I wonder where you stand on that because it was sort of like just – it was quite quite positive. It kept it quite positive. Which one was this? Dr. Karen Phelps and she's watching it on her iPad and she like stops it and turns (laughs) to the camera. I love that. Um, And she's like, you know, the only people who will be impacted by gay marriage is gay children who can finally, Mm -hmm. you know, get married one day. Mm Mm-hmm. and but do you think that they may be? And this was brought up in I think the the National Press Club address too. Should they be directly responding to those attack ads, or should they just keep it into that positive zone? Because I, I don't know. 
I mean, you do. Mm. I think leave it up to Twitter, right? Leave it up to social media and leave it up to, to like the, the newspapers and the media to like debunk all the yeah. shit that they put into their ads. But for the marriage equality people to be directly answering them that each time, I'm like, oh, I don't want it to go back and forwards like this. And plus it's sort of, I guess it does like legitimize it a bit instead of being like, we're not even going to address that mm. and then letting like letting the project do a parody of a spoof of it, sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, because that ad got absolutely torn to shreds mm. like half an hour after it came out. Like, but then I, But then I think you have to always be careful of like, who we think is seeing this. Like I live in a bubble where no one would have taken that seriously, Mm. but would it help like 50 year old women to see, would they take it more seriously if Dr. Phelps? Yeah. Also, yeah, especially 50 year old women love Karen Phelps. It's sort of like a yogurt ad or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also ladies, (laughs) have you had activity lately? (laughs) She should do that at the end. (laughs) Um, To put that in terms though, that kind of idea of like having an ad and responding to ad, Mm. to put it in terms that our listeners can understand, um, the Coalition for Marriage is kind of like Amon's Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back, and the Marriage Equality ad was Frankie's F-U-R-B. <laughs> so, do you get it now, guys? Good. Um, the other story I liked from the last two weeks was the one with the two gay guys who were voting no <sighs> to marriage equality. Um, that couple was Ben and I, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Would not shock me. Um there were some striking similarities, so I've got to say, because um, my boyfriend's also looking for an excuse not to marry me. So, <laughs> um, so their names are Ben Rogers, wow. coincidence, and Mark Poydevon. Mm-hmm. So they live in Wollongong, which yeah. is where our friend Tyson is from, so not a coincidence, if mm-hmm. you know him. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, they met 15 years ago. This is the best bit of the story. They met 15 years ago on a website called gay.com. <laughs> And like, that's an incredibly lazy way to meet someone. That you know, like, well, he's like, he's like, fifteen years ago, he's lonely at his computer. He's, he's like, t- I, I need to meet a man. And he's like, what do I type in for this? I don't know, gay dot com. He's like, oh, I'm hungry. I, I need a snack. Uh, food dot dot com dot net. It's like the um, if like on the Simpsons with one two three fake street. It's like someone's asking you. But good on them. They seem like a lovely couple, apart from the fact that they're voting no. They've got two dogs that couldn't seem more stupid. They seem so dumb. Two dogs. And who has the time to campaign for marriage equality when you have (laughs) idiot Mm. dogs? Yeah. So the story is poor old Mark proposed to his partner, uh, Ben, five years ago. And Ben said, you know, yeah, nah, he doesn't want to do it. Uh, And he asked Ben if he might ever want to get married, uh, if it were legal. And Ben said, uh, no, I don't believe it should happen. And so Mark was like, I don't think it should happen either. And Mark is Catholic. Uh And, you know, the couple that prays together stays together. (laughs) Um, You're always going to find these people. I wonder whether whether they approach the media or how it works. I think actually they rang into a radio station. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if the no campaign were trying to seek out that, you know, one in 1,000 gay couple that – you know, wants to, and it's not about whether you want to get married or no. not. That's the thing. Well, I know, like half the people I know who are like, let's just get this done, mm. don't believe of in course. marriage at all. Like, that's the only argument that is valid to me. Is if you're like, there should be no marriage whatsoever. Yeah. But these guys are like the the same as the no campaign have like, or or the ACL whatever have always had like the one. They've got that one woman who wishes she hadn't been 
born to same-sex parents mm. and she has like her story and she's every time they're like anyone's like we've got we're, there's people that are against it and they point just to her and i'm like if you have one example that's not a big enough sample size to not want this to happen the uh the reason ben gives for not supporting it is because he's catholic but once again i mean we don't have a state religion in australia yeah. we don't have a national religion i should say he also says a consequence of being gay is giving up the right to marry and have children. And what kind of message does that kind Jesus. of send to like LGBTQI youth yeah. who who think that, you know, oh, a consequence implies you've done something wrong, yeah, exactly. doesn't it? The punishment for yeah, being gay. The punishment for being gay is this. <clears throat> but also, like, how is gay sex seen by the Catholic Church, like practicing gay sex? Mm. Like... You can't pick and choose if you're a Catholic. If you're a Catholic and you believe in Catholic shit, then you probably shouldn't be fucking your boyfriend. I mean, the other thing could be that they're just cheapskates <laughs> and they're like, oh, the cost because their house was not great. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, honestly, their house should be better. Double income, no kids. In Wollongong. It should, in Wollongong, it should be better, okay? <laughs> Stop buying so many T-shirts from City Beach if you've seen the interview. And maybe you could afford a proper wedding, okay? And not come on 7.30 report with some bullshit argument about how it's about a consequence of coming out. Jesus Christ. Um, oh believe it or not, Beck, that's not the thing I'm most livid about. Though. Oh, what is it? Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm very livid because Shania Twain <laughs> yep. is having a comeback. And people aren't talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you heard a podcast on Shania Twain recently? <laughs> I've literally only heard you reference Shania Twain recently. Now, she she should be having this sort of uh, Shania, Shania Naissance. Shanaissance. Shanaissance. Oh, God. Um, she divorced her cheating husband, Mutt Lang. Who, Mutt who, Lang. Mutt Lang. He was the producer on the classic seminal album, Come On Over. Oh, right. Um, he was a mutt. Lived up to his name, <laughs> cheated on her with her best friend. Is this real? This is real. Oh my god! And Shania. then Shania shacked up with Matt, with with the other woman's husband. What? Ultimate revenge. Good on her. Oh god! Because they were both broken hearted, and they got together. It is amazing. There's so many amazing parts of this story. Okay. <laughs> This is now becoming a de- dedicated Shania Twain podcast. She's moved on. She owns like 2,000 kilometers worth of beach along the US. It's ridiculous how much beach she owns. And Beck, even with all that, mm-hmm. she's decided to give back in the form of her beautiful music. Okay? <laughs> and you'd think we'd all be gathered on hand and knee, kneeling before her and saying, fill my cup. Ugh. My cup runneth Stop. over with your music, Shania. But you know but- what? We're not. And I don't know what happens in the Newtown clubs, Beck. but here in <laughs> Brisbane, we're playing Life's About to Get Good. And if you haven't heard it, here's just a little taste. Oh, that's about joy. That's about pain. It's all about forgiving and the will to walk away. I'm ready to be loved. It's an absolute banger. It peaked at 25 on the Canadian country charts. Uh, Canadian country, even. Yeah, well, she's from, isn't she from Canada? Yeah. So not only 
the Canadian charts, but the Canadian country and 33 charts. 33 on the US country charts. Oh. That's not that bad. Is it a real country? It's a real country tune. Yeah, it is. She um, needs a crossover again. A pop crossover. And you'd think that it would have given like a little boost by the video because uh, Shania's had some iconic videos, yeah. you know. Um, what's the, uh, uh, like... Uh, don't um, impress me much. Don't impress me much. Of course, and in the desert. Man, I feel like a man, woman. Man, I feel like a woman. Oh, and on this moment. Yeah. Oh, from this Hel- moment. From this moment. Oh, my call God. Call yourself a fan. Gotta go. Um <laughs> And the video has only had 1.7 million views. How many of those are yours? Uh, 1.6 <laughs> million. What is the video describing? Well, okay. Um, here's the problem. Here's where we run into a bit of a <laughs> sticky scenario. Yes, a spoofy scenario. A, it's a spoof. No. Yes, it is a bit racist. Now. Oh no, Shania. Uh, do you remember like like? A few days ago now, it was that video of um, Malcolm Turnbull and he's, like, lining up the shot uh, for, yeah. to shoot the basketball mm-hmm. through the hoop and it's, like, 10 seconds of him, like, lining up the <laughs> shot <laughs> and it builds and builds and then it just hits the ring. That's kind of like a metaphor for Shania's comeback as well because, like, you think, oh, she's got a, she's got a good song, yeah. she's got the rep, she's got the background, heartbreak story everything's in line. Here you yeah. go. Take your shot, Shania. Then she releases this mad video. Um, and she's, oh, look, obviously somebody's had this little word in her ear and said, Shania, you know, it's 2017. Diversity in media is important. Um, so don't fill your clip just with white people, you know? Yeah. Um, and Shania was like, no problem. Absolutely on your level. Understand what she mean. Uh, so her clip is filled, Beck with uh, non-white people mm-hmm. and they're all playing her servants. Uh, so <clears throat> she's at like a weird, I don't know, I think it's her home because she's got like a walking cupboard and like they're getting her up out of her funk after like she's depressed and she wakes up and she's like, it's a new day, I'm going to move on mm. and they're all like, get out of bed. Yeah, you're Shania girl. And she's like <laughs> trying on top hats and she's putting on gowns and she looks. Um, she's wearing double denim. Everything else about the video clip is great except for the fact uh, it looks like she has slaves. Um, and if you can overlook that, it's very enjoyable. And I'm sure a lot of white people can overlook it now. <laughs> We've had a history of doing it. A lot of country fans. (laughs) The only people that have slaves in their video clip, if it's Beyonce and the slaves are white, that's acceptable. (laughs) That's it. Speaking of woke Shania, though, Mm. um, I also believe someone said to Shania, look, Shania, once again, it's 2017. Uh, you've got to have a feminist stand. You've got to have a feminist bent to what you're doing. Yeah, you've course. got to go out. If somebody asks you in an interview if you're feminist, and for fuck's sake they will, it'll be the first <laughs> question. You've got to say, yes, I'm a feminist. Um, and she, she's always been a feminist, even if she hasn't like outwardly said it, because, yeah. uh, honey, I'm home and I've had a hard day. Pour me a cold one and, oh, by the way. And she's like ordering around her husband. Gender Love flip. It. Very <laughs> cool. Man, um, I feel like a woman. She takes over what's his face's film clip. Yeah, don't impress me much. Yeah. She's a she's a feminist icon. Feminist icon. Betty Friedan is gladly dead. <laughs> Shania's following in her footsteps. Um and she doesn't get the credit she deserves, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um and Nothing says feminist Shania like her Instagram, where she occasionally has like a little yay women post. And I literally mean that. It's pretty much just yay women. Um, here's what she said on July 10. Uh, 
it was just a video of her, I think, performing in like what outside the Today Show studio oh, in yeah, New York. They do those. Um, and <laughs> the caption had nothing to do with the live performance, but it said, "It's difficult to be a woman, but at the same time, it's beautiful being a woman." <laughs> There's so much to celebrate in being a woman. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> she's trying to tell us that she's a woman. I'd like to remind everyone at this point. This, by the way, this segment goes on for another <laughs> 20 minutes. So just if you're not enjoying it, just, <coughs> Skip just forward. deal with it. No, just you have to listen to it, okay? I'd just like to remind everyone that Shania's 1997 album, Come On Over, Great. was the sixth best-selling album of all time, or is the sixth best-selling album of all time in the US, and rightly so. Well, even I'd even forgotten about Come On Over, Come oh, On Over God. Baby. You know, it's a great so song good. too. Um, it was the best-selling album of the whole 1990s in Australia. What? Because if you think it, it was the country pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the original you know, T-Swift. Crossover. Yeah. There's no respect. <laughs> um, Shania, you're really... This is really I'm bugging really you. This is the most, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love it if I put this much passion into the same-sex marriage? Actually? Can you imagine? <laughs> You know, I'm signing up today for those phone banks about Shania. (laughs) You call me up and ask me to door knock about Shania, I'm there, okay? Uh, So Shania's comeback Mm. album is obviously called Shania Now. Uh, It's out on September 29th. You can pre-order it now. No, thank you. Um, I'm not getting a cut of this album, by the way. This is not cash for comment. I just thought we could go through the track listing for Shania oh, now great. because we already know and have heard, I think, two songs mm-hmm. or three songs, actually. Um, so the most notable two are um, Life's About to Get Good, which is great uh, and very, it's like a Dolly Parton right, throwback kind of song. Um, and Poor Me, which is like she's saying, Poor Me, another drink, but it's uh. also spelt P-double-O-R, Poor Me, oh. and it references the, the affair right. of her husband. Fucking lovely, disgusting. Wow, wordplay. Um, and by the way, on the Wikipedia, it uh, makes very clear that Shania Twain has written all of these songs himself. Mm. Okay, so number one is Swinging With My Eyes Closed. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, number two is Home Now. <laughs> okay. Home Now. Yep. Number three is Light Of My Life. Oh, it's about her baby. Does she have a baby? No. I don't oh. think she's ever had any children once again. Feminism. It's not feminist not to have children. <laughs> You've completely misunderstood. Oh, which wave are you? <laughs> I'm obviously the wave after you. Um, I've watched Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> okay. Um, number four is Poor Me. Once again, the aforementioned. Classic. Number five, Who's Gonna Be Your Girl? Which who's is, gonna be a girl? Who's gonna be your girl? Oh, your girl. Yeah. Who's gonna be your girl? This is my favorite. Number six is. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. Number six is more fun. <laughs> more fun. I imagine it will be. And number seven is good too. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. That's my favorite. All right. Let's just roll through these. Roll Me on the River is the next one. Oh, that's a bloody Tina Turner. Number nine, We Got Something They Don't. That's true in Canada. <laughs> uh, number ten, You Can't Buy Love. Now, that's not true. She has a trillion dollars. <laughs> You'll definitely be able to. Number eleven, Life's About Good. Life's About to Get Good. Uh, and number twelve, oh, number twelve, 
is a song called Soldier. Now, this is another song. This is the third song she's previewed. And she's mentioned it's in a movie. Great. This is such good news. I see she's like, hey, everyone, I've got a song in a movie. Once again, this is Malcolm lining up the basketball (laughs) to shoot it in the hoop. Which hit movie is it going to be? You're like, which one's it going to be, Shania? (laughs) And she's like, okay, it's called... Thank you for your service. Uh-huh. And it's starring people, two people who are very much in a favour with the public right now, Beck. People who, <laughs> particularly people on the internet, really love. Mm-hmm. Miles Teller oh. and Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah. good. So good. That's going to be a hit people fucking love movie them. that absolutely nobody <laughs> sees. Um this is so shitty. What did she, what did she do wrong to deserve this? What she's she's had her heart broken. She got cheated on. She lost her voice, kind of. She kind of lost her voice a little bit. Her voice used to be very pure, and it's just with age, it gets a bit raspier. Um, this is so sh- she doesn't deserve this treatment. And I'm just urging everyone: uh, if you get your letter in Vote, the mail, <laughs> if you get your letter in the mail asking you to pre-order her album that I'm sending out, go find your. Perfect Shania loving match on gay.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's go, girls. Beck, we're back with another movie review this episode mm. because a few people, and I say a few, it was one. Uh, they <laughs> one said, to three. What is... happened to the movie review last yeah, episode? We love that so We love much. that. Bring it back. I can't go on without it. Um, and I put out a teaser on my Twitter account a couple of weeks ago <clears> saying <throat> that we'd be doing a 1998 motion picture classic. And I think only one person guessed the movie correctly. Mm. A lot of people thought Wild Things, which is not a bad one to do in the future. Yes, look, I would be interested to rewatch that because at the time it featured lesbian kissing, mm. so I was all for it. And I imagine it's very uh, lesbian positive. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be just for show <laughs> at all or to please men. It wouldn't be just for men to get no, erections. No, 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 right. no. Um, so this movie is a Chris Columbus film. Uh-huh. Uh, he discovered America. Uh, <laughs> Don't protest Imagine if Chris Columbus had found America Ferreira. Like discovered her career. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, this is the fourth Chris Columbus movie we've done. What other done. ones are there? Okay, oh, he did Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Mm-hmm. He did Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, right. And he's done Stepmum. Oh, I've ruined it now. I wanted people to go. Oh. Oh, we've already mentioned it before. Anyway, <laughs> it's Stepmum, uh, starring uh, Julia Roberts. And Bernie Bro Numero Uno, Susan <laughs> Sarandon. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Okay, you're thinking a bit of a bleak movie to do on a podcast. Mm. But you need to keep in mind in this while you're watching it, Susan Sarandon is not dying of cancer. She is dying because Bernie Sanders didn't win the Democratic nomination. Okay, so just... He really puts a new spin on it if you view it as yeah. dying of the election. She's like, oh no, Bernie... <laughs> It's funny, the story about this movie, though, Beck, is that Susan Sran and Julia desperately wanted to work together, which I don't buy because 1998, yes, Julia Roberts is a huge star, biggest yeah. movie star in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What was is the Susan Sarandon as big a movie star at that time? I don't think so. So I think somebody was getting a bit more out of it than the other. What was person. Susan Sarandon in around? Was that um, Dead Man Walking had been? I think Dead Man Walking was about nineteen ninety four. So this was some years after that. But was Julie Roberts was post My Best Friend's Wedding? Is that ninety? Yeah, I think that was ninety seven. Um, so this was huge. This would have been you know huge, and this was around the period of what's the one where she runs away as a bride? Runaway bride. <laughs> <laughs> you were not even joking then. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, Demon Walking was 95, and then all she'd done was be ja- the voice of a spider in James and the Giant Oh, good. Peach. Oh, good. So, so, yeah, look, she was pushing for it, obviously. They're both executive producers on it, though. Good right. for them. Girl yeah. power, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably saw this the first time when it came out on VHS. So that might have been, by the time it landed in St. George, that might have been 1999. Yeah. And I would have been, I think, 10 years old. And it was funny because I watched with my mum and my sister and it was right before we went to someone's, like, another kid's birthday party, like a friend mm-hmm. of the family. Um, and uh, we all turned up, like, crying. We're still crying <laughs> for me, like, ready-eyed. And um, I remember someone came up to mum was like, what happened? Did someone die? What's happened? Did someone die? And she said, yes, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> I Honestly, if Susan Sarandon died, it would be sadder for me than some of my relatives. Oh, it would be sadder for you than it would be for fucking me. I'd say, well, I'm never going to forgive her. But anyway, I know we've got Bernie supporters who, who we enjoy, but fuck that. She's fucking a oh, fucker. Nah, I like um, her. Ping pong, etc. Nah, oh, God. Ping pong. Oh, yeah, we get it. You smoke weed. You've only mentioned it a thousand times. Um, how cool. Wow, cool. I'm impressed. Um so the movie opens oh, finally get into it the movie opens with uh, Julia Roberts frantically getting her stepchildren ready for school um, she's the stepmom of the <laughs> title <laughs> so of course the kids hate her because you hate your stepmom you know um, as if you would hate someone as beautiful as she, she's beautiful in this she's got weird hair her hair is weird but it doesn't matter her she's face is so glorious no. yeah she's beautiful but, but, um, the children are so annoying oh, immediately well here's the thing so Julia, we should say, is like a busy career woman. She's a photographer. Um, and Susan, who's the children's biological mother, mm-hmm. uh, she is like a stay-at-home mum. Used to yeah. have a career and now is a stay-at-home mum. Julia's a photographer, as you said. And a word of advice as well to um, any listeners, if you are rich and beautiful and have no brains and no talent, you should think about getting into photography because You're... you just need a good camera. That is not true. <laughs> You're such a dickhead. So the kids, so who's the, the youngest kid um, people would know, he was in um, Lemony Snicket. This would have been one of his first movies. Oh, right. he's, um, okay. He's like a – no, he's not. He's no, so he's precocious. Okay. Precocious um, is the best way to say fucking hell, get away from me, <laughs> yeah. you shithead. Um, he's, he's like a magician kid, like one of the kids obsessed with magic. So he's like always doing like spells and weird shit. And this was before Harry Potter even, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Pretty preceding much. Harry Potter. Ugh. Do you think he grows up to be Beast. like a poor, like a, <laughs> you know, like poors love, um. What the fuck's a poor? Pickup artist. Oh, right. You know how they yeah. love doing like sleight of hand. Yeah. I did think women? that when he was doing. If there was a hot lady magician back in a bar, would you be like charmed if she did magic for you? <laughs> No, but you know what? One of my friends who, oh. I, met, who I met, um, just in like a big group of people, like at a bar, w- did a magic trick, and everyone was pretty impressed. But it, it wasn't like school thing with the lights. Um, 
Anyway, I was very impressed, but it wouldn't be like if some person was. But the thing is, men make everything work. Like women seems, could probably get away with it. It just seems like very desperate. It's like too prepared, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to rock up to a bar with one of those. Like, no, this scarves just, that go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> this was just her happened to know how to do this thing. It wasn't like let me show you my magic trick. Mm. He's about what six or seven, I'm guessing. I don't care. And she there's a, there's an old uh, his older sister is uh, played by Jenna Malone. <clears throat> And she's a little bitch. Uh, oh, she's the worst. She's pissed from the start because in the very first scene, she's angrier at Julia. Angrier? Angry at Julia. Um, because she's like, ah, you didn't wash my purple shirt for purple shirt day. Yeah. What kind of safe schools bullshit <laughs> school is this? Purple shirt Wear day. Wear purple. Jesus Christ. She's just like, I get what the movie is doing, but also make the kids a bit more likable that you're not like... Yeah, You're being monsters yeah, yeah. to her. Mm. She had and no we're chance. To think that that's reasonable. Yeah, and I'm like you're both idiots. Um. Anyway, Julia has to rush off to her job. Job. Susan comes to save the day and was like, "Oh, she didn't do the purple shirt, huh? Oh well, I'll take over from now." Yeah. Julia, whatever. Her name. Who did you pick up her name in this movie? <laughs> Nina. They said it a lot, but Nina? I Nina. Julia. Nina? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Oh, God, we have to look this up. Oh, anyway, Julia ru- rushes off to her um, job. Julia's good. She's like a photo genius because she, um, the first photo, she, like <laughs> they, really they're, they're really trying to set her up as like a photo Annie yeah. Leibovitz genius. And she comes in, she's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Oh. She's always tired. She's always tired at a job. She's like <laughs> rushing about. It's like all, literally all you're doing is pointing a camera and pressing a button. No, but not only that, like I know photographers who work very long hours and stuff, but literally her job seems to be like 45 seconds yeah. of a job and she <laughs> nails it. Also, her name in it is Isabel. Isabel. Yeah, Elizabeth. She she ends up taking <laughs> this photo. Like, there's like a craft service guy and all all the models are crowded around him eating. Doesn't happen in reality. Um, and also the way he's standing, he's standing like he's a, a man on a pizza sign, yeah. like holding two pizzas. <laughs> That's right. But they're like, I couldn't, get, I couldn't understand what's going on because I assumed yeah. he was part of the photo shoot because no. he was not standing and like a like normal. And he's like dressed way. in a weird way. Yeah, he's like dressed like, an old, like Mario. But Julia takes a photo of this uh, craft service guy instead of like the model they've lined up and yeah. she's like I've got an idea I'm a genius and then like sh- they photoshop him into a suit but the photoshop program they're using is just like drag and drop <laughs> like, I'm like, where is this super program so they photoshop the ordinary looking guy into a suit and it's like even ordinary guys will get hot women if they wear these suits and the people oh. are like yes this is a great idea you're a genius and she's like I know but my kids hate me um, <clears throat> oh, uh, so Susan, we don't – oh, no, we do hear what Susan's job. She's in publishing, but now she's a stay-at-home mummy. Random house. Yeah, she's a she's a stay-at-home mummy, and it's kind of implied that if you're not a stay-at-home mummy, you're not a fully functional woman yet. Look, this movie is very much about, like, can women have it all? But in And not, also you're not a real woman until you have children. Yeah, yeah, but not in a way that's like, don't worry, everyone's doing their best. It's like – no, you have to either be a stay-at-home mum or you have to be a career woman with no children. And also, can I say, this movie is about – because the kid's dad is Ed Harris. Oh, yes. Yep. Who is – whatever. He's a busy lawyer. Mm. But they're always talking about how good of a dad he is and how much he, he loves his kids. There. He's literally never there. That is all the problem is that Isabel is forced to have the children yeah. – all of the time. That's right. Because he is never home. And he never picks the children up for school. If the school he doesn't go to the, the school gonna, concert. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. And then he just yells all the time at Susan Sarandon. At a certain point in this movie, I was like, yeah, I'd fuck Ed Harris. 
Um, I mean, there's something about him. There's something sexy about it. He's like, he's like if Campbell Newman was Ugh. sexy. You know what I mean? And he looks exactly the same with his bald, exact baldness that he has now that he did then, and he has hairy tufts on his shoulders. Yeah, I don't. But there's like just that. something. I think it he's, must be a testosterone a nice face. thing. He's and got his who's that? Who's that playwright who died recently? He's like a Sam Shepard-ish face, like yeah. that kind of ruggedly American, yeah. white American, <laughs> uh, handsome face. Angular. I guess, but I still am like Julie Roberts is a beautiful, gorgeous, successful photographer. You know why I was so turned on by Ed Harris, though? Why? Because he kept yelling at Susan. Yes. I was like, this is a turn on for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> His yelling voice is really scary. Yeah, it is. I'm like, that probably was an abusive relationship. I like to think that um, he keeps rushing off and he's never there because um, <clears throat> he's playing the same character that he does in the Truman Show. He's like, I've got to go and be this weird architect of this horrible TV show. Um there's a there's a scene in the movie where they play five when the lights go out. Oh yeah, that's like the cool song that they're that's playing the at, the, the at the photographs yeah. studio. <laughs> Baby, when the lights. Oh, it was so good. It was a different time. But yeah, they're like Isabel because Susan Stranahan keeps being so hard on Isabel, mm. and it's literally just that she started dating this guy, and then all of a sudden she has to look after his children all of the time. But the thing is, also, Isabel needs to learn how to look after kids back. Yeah. Um, there's one thing where it's like she's very desperate for the kids to like her early on, so she buys them um, a puppy, which is just textbook bad, desperation behaviour. I did the same for Ben. <laughs> Wasn't impressed. <laughs> and also, you don't just buy a puppy. No. Puppies are not just for winning your stepchildren over. They're for life. They're for life. Yeah. What did they do? And you'll see you never see the puppy again, so what happens? They yeah, knock it on the head. And the little girl is like, I'm allergic. And yeah. I'm like, shut up. As a little girl wouldn't lose her fucking mind. And she's like, maybe we should call it Isabel because I'm allergic to you too. <laughs> like, that was a good, good one. <laughs> there was actually a couple of good zingers in oh, this. Oh, there was. Susan Sarandon had some withering lines. Oh, another thing that Julia really fucks up at, and she needs to learn, mm. is that you don't just give like a six-year-old child money to go and buy an <laughs> ice cream and let him like run off in Central Park. <laughs> no, that was pretty stupid. Come on. That's dumb. Well, the sister was there to look after him and she fell asleep. <laughs> And, you know, I, Susan's relieved because the police find him, yeah. which I guess is a relief for some mothers. <laughs> if you're a white mother, you're yeah. quite relieved. Um, I think she, Julie, should go to jail in that moment. They should be like, you're not just like, this is really irresponsible. This is not just a mistake. This is really dumb. Well, I don't know. How old's the older girl? She should go to jail and Ed Harris should get father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> because the Babysitter's Club all looked after kids mm. when they were around her age. Yeah. It's not her fault that she's no Christy. Uh, it's way too far into this movie too, Beck, that we find out that Susan Sarandon oh my God. is dying. I kept waiting and I, it's like like 50 or 60 it's minutes It's most in. of the movie is mm. not her with cancer. Yeah. Most of the movie is just them fighting about being good parents or bad parents. Yeah, yeah. I find it very moving though. So Susan starts having to have appointments and can't do as much with the children um, and she forgets to pick them up one day. Yeah, yeah. And this is after she's already like – Berated Julia yeah, for leaving the child bitch. alone in, in the park. Um, I think it's fair enough, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I find it very moving 
when Julia uh, says to the children, oh, no, your mum didn't forget to pick you up. I forgot. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I, I, I love like that. I, that really gets me in movies when someone takes responsibility mm. for something that they don't really need to to you know protect Big someone nice. else even when they've been an absolute asshole to you i find that uh that especially after the, the pearl jam concert move <gasps> the pearl jam concert oh my move. god so you want to explain that so julia roberts said to susan sarandon pearl jam are in town can i please take whatever her jenna name malone. is jenna malone to see pearl jam i thought it'd be something good we could do together and susan sarandon was like it's not a school night and she was like, yes, it's a Thursday. And she was like, that's ridiculous. She's 12 years old. She's too young. That is too young to go to do a Pearl Jam concert, to be fair. And then a couple scenes later came in, Susan mm. Strandon said, got a surprise for you, Pearl Jam tickets <sighs> in front of Julia Roberts. Oh, my goodness. That was brutal. Brutal. Just because you're dying of cancer. Um, I had this argument too. Pearl Jam is definitely a euphemism for cum, isn't it? Is it? Uh, I somebody tried to tell me that it was um uh just like and a recipe that who was it Eddie Vedder? Is Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Vedder? Uh, recipe that Eddie Vedder's grandmother made, and he just saw it in a book she had, and that's why. And I'm like, no, Pearly Jam. Actually, Did no, you? it was Ben. He, he said to me, um, no, it's like, yeah, it's just a, a recipe, and I was like. Pearl Jam. And he said, what, does cum have, like, lumps in it like jam? And I said, yes, it does. Oh, my God. <laughs> if That's... you're sick, if you're sick. No, I did not know that. <sighs> doesn't really. I'm joking. Oh. Cum doesn't have lumps in it. Oh, oh my God, you're such an idiot. <laughs> Far out. What do you think? Why do you think it has lumps in it? <laughs> Why would you believe that? I don't know what could happen. You're very ill. If it comes out lumpy, please stop talking about this. No, we're talking about it for the rest but of the podcast. But also, why would it indicate that? What's that got to do with anyway? Stepmum, uh, Pep, Pearl Jam. Yeah, but why has that got to do with what's that got to do with semen? Because semen looks pearlish. There's mm. a pearlish quality to it. Mm. Oh God! All right. Well, watch more straight or gay pornography. <laughs> I watch heaps of it, gay actually. Gay pornography. I do. Okay, it's good. all I watch. Good. Um, anyway, back to Stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, there's a very cheesy proposal scene that we'll skip over Ugh, um, where it's like a piece off. of string and Ed Harris like lowers the ring onto the string and it falls onto Julia's fucking finger, which I think now... You know, this might sound sexist, but that was definitely written by a very lonely woman, okay? Because <laughs> it is just, it is like a very lonely woman. But it's fantasy. all, there's a lot of indications that he's like basically saying, I hate, I hate that I married Susan Sarandon yeah. and had my children. Now I'm finally happy. And they have some very passionate kissing scenes. Mm. It was like, like the kissing was not as revolting as <laughs> usual. Like I liked it. It was kind of good. Po Jam. Uh, Ugh. I start getting a bit teary in this movie. I do cry every time I watch this movie, and I've watched it a couple of times since uh, 1999. I start getting a bit teary as soon as Susan hits the hospital bed for chemo. Um, and, I mean, it is a bit like Julia with the puppy because the writers are very desperate to make you cry. They, they're trying to elicit a certain response from you. But, like, she's like, we can meet up in my dreams. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> So Susan claims that she's leaving the kids uh, with Julia a lot because she uh, has appointments at Random House, but actually she's going to get, like, mm. chemo and going to the doctor a lot. Um, 
And Julia is like a sleuth. She decides to call Random House. And they're like, we, you know, she hasn't lived here for 40 <laughs> years. And, um, and Julia decides to like follow up on that. But it's so funny when she calls up Random House, um, they're like, oh, no, we don't, we don't know her. We haven't seen her in like a year or whatever. And she's like, oh, but I, she said she was meeting with the, the editor. And she's like, well, I'm the senior editor. Who gets the direct line to the senior editor at Random House? <laughs> I'm going to try this. Oh out. yeah, she just calls. <laughs> she she like, just calls a random number, yeah. and they're like, "Senior editor at Random House, hello. Oh, you want to publish a book? The, uh, the yes vote for tonight's way." <laughs> but Julia uh, actually finds out about Susan uh, receiving treatment for cancer because mm. she goes through her mail. She, the mail was just sitting right there, and she mm. just saw it on top. Sure. It was not snooping as so, much as just looking. So the cat's out of the bag and Susan has to tell Ed Harris and she has to tell the children. Yeah. And, of course, Jenna Malone, because she's a bitch, she makes it all about herself. She's the real cancer. <laughs> you know what God. I mean? Um, I think in this scene her upset is justified. No, but she, she makes it – she's like – I make oh, it about herself. Because she says that Susan's trying to lie to her yeah, because she didn't tell her she had cancer quick enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. it's like, you're dying. Uh, and it's funny because this is the best zinger. You mentioned zingers before. Uh, when Jenna runs upstairs away from her parents because Ed Harris is there too, um, Ed Harris says, don't run out on your mother. Uh, oh. And she says, yeah, that's your job. <laughs> and I was like... That well, is he did. <laughs> that is the sort of comeback as a child that you, you dream of. You know what I mean. In that moment, he did the perfect white guy blinking yeah. gif, like I, the original. I doff my cap to you, <laughs> yeah, Jenna Malone. That was good. That was good. Um, and there's a couple of very inorganic moments uh, in this movie where they all lip sync to uh, "Ain't No oh, Mountain yeah. High Enough." Once in the car with Julia Roberts, yeah. and then later on after the cancer announcement, announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Susan is singing with the sun and Jenna Malone comes in and joins in on the singing. And it's not a lip sync for your life because Susan does die. Um, <laughs> and the, the ultimate death yeah. drop. And, <laughs> and the sun wins. Sashay, you say, he was good. He was actually pretty good to be he fair. He was really gay. And also, when did the fucking school musical thing happen? Because that... That's immediately after the cancer. Right, okay. And Susan and Julia at this point are getting along a bit better, I guess, because... One's going to die. One's going to die soon and they need to wrap up the yeah. movie as soon as possible. <laughs> um, and there's a scene at that Thanksgiving part the pageant where, of course, Susan finds out that her uh, her uh, daughter's just been dumped by, uh, like, yeah. the school hot guy. Yeah. Totally a, a babe. And... Um, <laughs> But the funniest thing about that scene, I don't know if you spotted it, Beck, was uh, at this random Thanksgiving pageant, two kids are dressed up as Hillary and Bill Clinton, uh-huh. and Susan is very dismissive <laughs> of them. And I'm like, what is happening here? Foreshadowing. Oh, but then there's another fight about that boy, because Julia Roberts weirdly oh, hires weird. a model to pretend to be the girl's the little girl's boyfriend. Yeah, so she, so basically, Jenna Malone's heartbroken. She doesn't turn to her real mother because her real mother gave her advice, to, like just to ignore him. And then he ended up calling her Frosty, <laughs> Frosty the Snow Bitch. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> which is yeah, it's quite good to be fair. You know what? And she cries about it, like she's howling about being yeah. called Frosty the Snow Bitch, which is pretty funny. She's such a snowflake. And then, and Julia Roberts. At one 
point, like, says he probably doesn't even know what snow blowing means. Okay. And I was like, what are you saying this to this child? This is a child? very iconic bit of this movie. So she basically coaches her in what to say. She's like, you should go up to him and be like, you don't even know what snow blowing is. And I've got a boyfriend who's, you know, uh, in high school. And, um, you know, snow blowing is, of course, one of the things you learn uh, in safe school. Spec. I didn't know. <laughs> I still don't. What? It's just someone getting a blowjob in the snow, surely. No, no. It's oh, like, is it something? Yes. I knew this. Did you? Oh, something my God. To do with Pearl Jam. How embarrassing. You're the. You're the you don't loser. know what cum looks like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you thought cum was like. had huge no. chunks in it. Okay. It's not so chunky you could carve it. Oh, no, the no. snow blow is the act of oral sex performed on a male in which sperm is ejaculated into the mouth and the person performing it then commences making out with the male while sperm is still in the mouth. <laughs> that, no, actually, that's that's not hot. that disgusting. Yeah, that's good. Um, actually, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you expect someone else to have their cum in your mouth, then you yeah. should be expected to have... Do you think that that snow blowing was more acceptable and they actually wanted to say felching? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what felching is, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> So she does that, and Julia's got this hot model waiting at the school. Now we say hot model. No, he's not hot though. Because uh, like she she points to him over here. She's like she's like, oh, I'm going out with this this guy in high school, and she like kind of uh, gestures towards this guy who's waiting at the bike racks. And Beck, he looks like Taylor Hanson, <laughs> but more feminine. Because that was what was hot in 1998. You know, but Susan's not happy about that either. No, she – but it's all just because she, do, she doesn't want – she wants to give the advice about how to lie to men. Yeah. <laughs> and she quickly forgets about it and forgives because she's done. Dying um, <laughs> But Julia does something to kind of make it up for her, like uh, – because when she comes home from a trip for LA, this is such a fucking long movie. Um, it was two, two hours, ten minutes. Too long. Uh, Susan comes home from treatment and Julia has, like, done this – apparently very kind thing for her which is to uh, oh my God. <laughs> which is to print out all these life-size standees of black and the white. children in black and white and also they're all just <laughs> do you think that was like a really scabby move like color printing <laughs> no way she's gonna be dead Too soon <laughs> spending all that money but honestly is it meant to be why is it good it, Honestly, if that somebody did that for me, I would scream. This is like a serial killer. <laughs> but mate. also, okay, why is it good? Because <laughs> she can see her children and she's going to die. It's not like photos of her for them to remember her forever. Yeah. It's, I do not understand the thought process and she loves it. And I'm like, your real children are here. Like, you do not need these lifestyles. And they're all just from recent times. But Susan kind of indicates that she doesn't particularly like it because later on she's like, um, the thing I actually don't have is pictures of me and my children. <laughs> like, could have fucking offered this instead of this <laughs> Can bizarro... you take photos of us together instead of life-size... Yeah, bizarro John Wayne Gacy-esque <laughs> move where you printed out standees of children. Also, what are they going to do with these standees when she dies? And they just... Put them them in the, that's what I mean. They're not even of her. Put them in the shredder. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> also, uh, so there's a bit in the movie where Julie is acting as a paparazzi for uh, Susan and the children, and takes some very uh, that's those are very sad scenes, and she's taking photos of them as like <clears throat> very maudlin and music plays. Yeah. So uh, we have a, a great scene. The scene that actually makes me cry, the real tear-inducing scene, is up pretty soon after that, where. Susan and Julia have like a one-on-one dinner where she's like, actually, I'm dying. Yeah. And, um, and Julia's trying to make it about herself again because she's like, oh um, my God. 
look yes. down the road to her wedding. This is about Jenna Malone. Also, presuming she gets yes. married. Very heteronormative. Heteronormative, thanks. Not that marriage is just for straight people. No. Phone bank. Well, <laughs> well yes. <laughs> um, she says, look down the road to her wedding. I'm in a room alone with her. And my fear is she'll be thinking, I wish my mom were here. Was that good? Yeah, that was really good. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you really th- thought that was good as soon as you stopped. I thought that stopped. was good. <laughs> it was good. I do, I, I do it a lot at home, to be fair. <laughs> I also do the scene from um, Notting Hill where she's like, um, you know the scene where Hugh Grant, sorry to go off on this tangent, <laughs> but Hugh Grant is like, um, you know, I'm from Horse and Hound. I do both parts. I'm from, well, if Ben's out, Ben does the Hugh Grant part and I do the Julie. This is what gay relationships are like, by the way. <laughs> If you ever wanted an but insight. No, but no. Yeah, yeah, but no. Um, he does a Hugh Grant. He's like, Horse and Hound magazine. Yes, I've got a question for you. you know, say that there was a man, you know, and he loved you. And, you know, would you can, and, you know, and loved you. And he, you know, and wanted you to stay. And it's not really a question, it's a statement. He's, you know. And then, like, um, there's a preceding question before Hugh Grant's question, which uh, someone's like, how long are you uh, intending to stay in the UK? Yeah. And she, like, kind of brushes it off. And after she hears Hugh Grant's, big speech he's like would the man over there ask me his question again and he stands up and he's like uh you know uh, miss roberts uh, uh how long do you plan on staying in the uk and she's like indefinitely and then it's like she may be the girl i never met and it's like beautiful anyway i do it a lot okay what was what this saying <laughs> You're about to get the Susan Sarandon oh. answer. Oh, Susan Sarandon says to her after, she's like, I, uh, she, she's scared that Jenna <coughs> yeah. will say, I wish my mum were here. Susan Sarandon responds, and this is like, she thought she'd get an Oscar yeah. for this role. Surprise, bitch, she didn't. <laughs> uh, she says, and my biggest fear is that she won't. Yeah. Which is sad. Well, look, I didn't get sad at that scene because Julia Robert is – Julia Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> Julia Malcolm Roberts. Malcolm Roberts, Yeah. <laughs> Julia Roberts. Malcolm Roberts is their other brother. <laughs> Eric's, oh Eric's brother. What that scene indicates is that Julia Roberts, mm. the saddest thing she thinks about this entire situation is how, is yeah. how one day the daughter might miss her mum yeah. on her wedding day. How horrible. Day. What a bitch. Oh, like, you're thinking of your mother. <laughs> Idiot. Haven't you forgotten about her yet? She's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> you think she's going to be married 22? Oh, yeah. Okay, like sure. that's literally that scene is the big emotional arc is that Julie Roberts is sad that she'll be thinking of her mum. I should say I spend the rest of this movie crying after that moment because uh, – they have that scene where it's like Christmas and she's really sick and she's made the oh, beautiful yeah. quilt and um, she does the – well, the writers were getting tired at this point. They're like, <laughs> she does the dream speech again. I'll see you in my <laughs> dreams. Like, We've already done this, but I'll, also, I'll cry again if you, <laughs> if you need it. Um, and then, of course, is the classic shot of the movie – where um, Julia Roberts is like, how about we have a family photo? Yeah. You're about to drop off the perch, Susan. Let's get it while you're still here. <laughs> um, and so that she takes the photo because, once again, she's a photo genius. I'm sure it's <laughs> a magnificent photo. By the way, every photo we see that she takes is, is so average. Yeah, it's not that good. Um, and then, of course, Susan says to her the classic last line of this movie where she's like, now how about we take one with the whole family? Oh. Anyway, it's very oh my good. God. And that's when I just like cry a lot. And, do you um, know what's a better version of this movie is? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not really anything to do with this. But I was just thinking of people who die in movies of cancer. Oh, yeah. It is a family stone, which I enjoyed. I've and what's her name? I've never seen it. What? What, Diane Keaton dies, is she? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> 
It's my worst fear. <laughs> watch Diane Keaton die in a movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't watch her die. She just eventually oh dies. Oh, God. How God. Diane Keaton tangent, because we got to leave soon. But <clears throat> Diane Keaton tangent, how excited are you for her upcoming film, Book Club, which is, okay. <laughs> I, Calm down. I've been, Calm down. You're spoofing everywhere. Hell, <laughs> uh, <Pearl> Jam, please. <laughs> uh, Diane Keaton. Mm. Candice Bergen, Candy Bergen. Oh, my God. Jane Fonda, hmm. Mary Steenburgen. Oh. How is this film going to exist? And what is it? This is, this <laughs> make, this is what makes me believe that, God. No, that the nuclear apocalypse will come <laughs> and that North Korea will fire those missiles too I because like Mary- there is no way we can see this movie. You know what I mean? Like this movie is never going to see the light of day because we don't deserve it. Wait a second. Oh, no. How, do you know what the storyline is? Yeah, it's a book club, isn't it? It's got four of my fun friends have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. Forty Shades of Grey. That's the um, Brisbane version by Nick Earls. This is going to be fucking terrible. Oh, shut up! It's going to be great. Ugh. Get out. Anyway, this podcast is over now. <laughs> Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. Um, Beck, any plugs? Uh, this this is coming out before um, you uh, are doing, or after you're doing yeah. the Brisbane Writers' um, Fest. So that's already been and gone. Just our thing, I think, is oh yeah, we can announce. Yeah, it I think like, we we were scared about when we were going to announce it, and then yeah. when we put out the podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, the person who organised it, uh, a very nice tweet. man, he just said, um, "Oh, they're doing this." And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh no, it was Tuggeranong Art Centre. He said, that, yeah. Didn't it? Anyway. So, um, so it's at Tuggeranong Arts Centre on November 11. Mm-hmm. So what it'll is? be uh, – it's a live <laughs> – sorry. Uh, it's a screening of Stepmom. Uh, no, it's a live podcast. Oh, my God. The second that we've ever done. Yep. Did the first one in Melbourne, uh, doing a tour of the country, obviously, yeah. now. Started in Canberra. We'll do another one in Sydney in maybe six years' time yes. uh, when everyone's forgotten it. But look, if you're in Canberra, come to Tuggeranong. You have to because it's you like eight to. kilometres away from the CBD. Yeah, so it's like get an Uber. That. Get Uber an Uber, it'll cost you $60. No, we won't. Eight kilometres is nothing. Okay, good. Come, um, please come. We need And also, to if you want to come down from Sydney, like I'll be getting a bus down from Sydney at some point, come down, have a little mini. And we can hang out. There's like the Spring Out um, Festival is on. It's the LGBT festival that's going on down there. There'll be lots of stuff on. Um, we'll be staying down over the night, so come down for a yeah, couple of days. Yeah, our hotel room number is. Uh, <laughs> no, we're sharing our hotel room. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I've got some good ideas <laughs> yep. uh, for it already. We're gonna try to line up some great guests. Yeah, we're gonna try and get some guests. And uh, just come yet, yeah, November 11th. It'll be like four days before we know the result of the post. Yeah, survey. so it's homophobic if you don't come. So it's homophobic. Be a good ally. Yeah, be a good ally. Yeah, and come. Down. Have you done any phone bank calling? No. Come to our podcast. And it'll be very exciting. It'll be uh, a very scary time. We'll all be on edge. And um, who knows what might happen? Who not? Anything could happen. (laughs) Anything could happen. So that's it for this week. Uh, Thanks, Beck. Um, Pleasure. uh, Great to be in this hotel room with you. (laughs) Have a wonderful time in Brisbane. I won't. Um, And have not so far. And uh, and happy spoofing. (laughs) Oof.